This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Well, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our very own app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're listening to us from the comfort of your very own home on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Al-Rami. Shout out to everyone. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with me or even your Saturday morning with me if you're in the UK or tuned in in the US as well. Um, Right, on today's show, we've got quite a few things. We've got the first UFC fighter to come out of um, the UAE to fight at UFC Fight Island. That's the first one I'm going to be talking about. Um, I've also got the debate of the day, the topic of the day, Thierry Henry versus Brazilian Ronaldo. Who would you rather have in your team? And who is the person that would you build your team around personality wise what defies your answer text us on 4215 or do or even slide into the dms on instagram at pulse 95 radio or at omar Duri and let me know all right kicking you off with ufc when it comes down to fight island uh, a certain fighter called burns revealed that fight island would be in the uae now whether that slipped out or not we know now that it's something that shouldn't have come out and it's come out. So regarding that, we don't normally have fighters come out from the UAE to fight in UFC. And when we do, we should be very, very proud. And that comes down to a certain uh, Munir, the sniper, Laziz, who's Tunisian, um, who is fighting against Abdurazak al-Hassan at UFC in July. So something to look forward to UFC fans. It's big, it's massive, it's something that, you know, I really, really think we should be very, very proud of. But the hard work doesn't stop here and it didn't start yesterday either. And someone like Munir Sniper Aziz, who I've had the, 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 the pleasure of meeting once um, at Team Noguera when I, when I went to visit uh, over there. Shout out to everyone at Team Noguera. He's quite a nice guy, quite, you know, quite calm, but you can tell as an athlete, phenomenal. Now, he gets his opportunity to fight at the UFC, which is huge. I'm very happy with that. I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, and, and from that, we all know that, you know, when you do have an opportunity like this, if you perform, phew, sky's the limit. And this is something that we kind of like uh, to, to see. You know, I wouldn't call him an underdog either because he's had a lot of fights. It's just coming up to this fight in the UFC. Uh, this, is, this is his opportunity. So I really, really wish him all the best from the Pulse95 team. Uh, and from SBA down here in Sharjah, we really, really hope. Maybe we try and get him in even. That would be kind of cool to see what he does. And if you think about his record, or at least what's on file, obviously he's had so many fights. Um, Abdul Razak al-Hassan has got 10-1 to 1 in MMA and 4-1 to 1 in UFC. And calling Munir Laziz a newcomer, because he, he didn't just come on the scene now. He's been on the scene for a while. Uh, nine to a nine and one MMA record. This is going to be his first UFC fight. It's going to be at Yas Island, um, also known as perhaps Fight Island, which we've been talking about on the show for a while. Uh, winner of three in a row, Al Hassan will not be will not be um, 
a light opponent. However, he hasn't competed since his 43rd second knockout over Nico Price in September 2018. He was forced to the sidelines due to accusations of assault. But in March, Al Hassan was found not guilty of all charges, which means it sets up the fight very nicely. Um, Team Nogueira's uh, sniper, as we call as we call him, or Liziz, is coming off back-to-back first-round finishes, and the Tunisian striker is a former Desert Force welterweight champion and has one loss on his record to Brave CF Superlight champion Elder Elderov. Saying that he's been active, he's been training, and I really would like to hear where his mind's at coming into the UFC. His opportunity, uh, maybe I'll try and get him on the show. Let's see how that goes, but. What do you guys think? Have we got the talent here in the UAE, but we're not actually, you know, giving them the opportunity? Is there a lot more fighters out there that have the talent but haven't been given the chance? Text us on 4215. Or do or slide into the DMs and let me know. It's big. We've got a UAE fighter fighting in the UFC. That's huge. Coming up next, right, the big debate. Henri versus R9. Who do you have and why? Slide into the DMs and let us know and we'll bring it up right after the break on the one and only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. On Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Football fans, you're probably thinking, it's been a while, Omar, man. Give us a debate. Give us something to chew on. Give us something to munch on. Right. So here's your opportunity. Don't just say the name. Tell me why. Brazilian Ronaldo, R9 versus Thierry Henry. Who is the better striker and who would you build your team around okay firstly let's break it down while we're getting all these uh, comments in on the instagram live shout out to abdurazak ayman hamad geek um tarik safe sheikha everyone is tuned in. okay can we compare the two i know they're different eras i know they played against each other but at different times in their careers who's the better striker have you got Henri for being one of the all-time greats or have you got Ronaldo for being also one of the all-time greats? Did Henri... Let me throw these questions at you just to kind of build build your, your debate. Did Henri solidify the new forward role in the modern game? What do I mean by that? Thierry Henri played off the left in a front three uh, normally or as a central striker. When he did so, it opened up the gate in terms of formations to create a new position which is from the left cutting into the right and being as efficient and effective as he was for Arsenal Football Club. He then moved on to Barcelona and played in a very similar position. That role doesn't really require much defending, so that was something that I can say both players safely do not defend. Now we see Mane, Salah, we see Cristiano Ronaldo playing in the position that Thierry Henry almost, let's say, brought to life. I wouldn't say he started it because a lot of players before him played in that position. However, scoring that many goals for Arsenal, that's something that is his argument. The other thing about Henri as well 
is he's probably, if not the greatest Premier League striker, one of the greatest Premier League strikers. Let's move on to Ronaldo. Brazilian Ronaldo has won almost every accolade in the book from World Cups to Ballon d'Ors to uh, you name it. Champions Leagues, Leagues, everything. However, would Brazilian Ronaldo carry a team the way Henri carried Arsenal? For many years, we spoke about how Henri carried Arsenal single-handedly. However, Brazilian Ronaldo has done things at the biggest stage everywhere. Now, when we look at awards, does a Ballon d'Or justify someone's argument? When we speak about Messi and Ronaldo, normally Messi fans will say Messi has won more Ballon d'Ors. My question to you is, does a Ballon d'Or actually justify how a player is? Because there has been times where we haven't got the correct winner. Has Thierry Henry ever won a Ballon d'Or? That's another question. The answer is no, which is unreal because all my Henry fans who are shouting it out on the Instagram live, the question is no, he hasn't. He hasn't won a Ballon d'Or. The closest he came was in 2003 when he finished up runner-up to Pavel Nedved of Juventus, which is, again... Is this Ballon d'Or system really something we can justify? When we look at the Brazilian Ronaldo, he's won it before. And not only has he won it before, he won it in 1997 for Inter. Um, he, he won it in 2002 with Real Madrid. So does that really justify anything when it comes to strikers? Um, again, the other thing is, when for those who are tuned in and thinking, what, what is he talking about? Who's, who's Henri and who's Ronaldo? Thierry Henry was a character, if you guys just recently watched the Michael Jordan documentary, a lot of people were going crazy over the fact he is the greatest athlete, he's the greatest basketball player. Some people could play with him, some people couldn't. He managed to obsess about results and winning, and it was all about winning, and everything meant you had to win. You had to always give everything you had to be able to win by hook or by crook, whether you had to intimidate your opponent or not. Now, Thierry Henry is very similar in his personality. What do I mean by that? He used to wind up his teammates. He used to try and, and elevate his teammates and get his teammates to another level when it came down to winning. And he didn't play for the best team necessarily, but he won. And he won. He won with France. He won with Arsenal. However, his personality wasn't as light as Brazilian Ronaldo. Now, my question is, could the Brazilian Ronaldo carry the Arsenal team the way Thierry Henry did? Remember, I'm not revealing who... I believe I'd have in my team till the fourth segment. But I'm throwing it your way. Would you pick Brazilian Ronaldo over Thierry Henry? This debate has been going on for months now, especially in quarantine when we have time to think. I had some friends bring it up before and I actually thought about it and they were very surprised with my answer. There's so many things here. We spoke about Ballon d'Ors. Thierry Henry's never won and Ballon d'Ors finished second before. Ronaldo's won two. Champions League, we used to speak about that. Yeah, but what have you won? Have you won the Champions League? Have you won the Premier League? Have you won La Liga? Do these actually show the value of a player? Or are these awards just the cherry on the cake? Should that matter in the argument? And then we start to think of, you know, the players who played with these greats. Now, if you were a teammate, would you rather be with Thierry Henry? Or would you rather be with Ronaldo? I spoke about Thierry Henry's personality and how he managed to elevate certain players but also not everyone wanted to play with him Brazilian Ronaldo was a lot more lighter he had uh, a lighter personality especially in the way he spoke 
But that's my point now. There's so much more thing than things than just, you know, what they've won. You think about the teams they've played with. You think about the players that have played with them. Who would you rather be with on the team? Now, I've put you in so many different scenarios. I've asked you who would you have in your team, and that was from a coach's perspective. I've asked you as a player, who would you rather be on that, that team as a teammate? And now I'm asking you when it came down to the greats of the greats. Thierry Henry, I've heard in the discussion saying probably one of the, if not the greatest player to play in the Premier League. Was the Brazilian Ronaldo the greatest player or greatest striker to play in La Liga? Now we're starting to get somewhere. When your answers are yes and no, it starts to formulate the argument in your own self. So I've got Isa saying Ronaldo 24-7. I've got um, Morad saying Henri won the World Cup playing against Brazil. Um, I've got the life of Tarek saying I'm biased to Henri and love him, especially for his stats for Arsenal. But Ronaldo is an ultimate striker. I'd pick him any day as long as he doesn't get injured. Which again raises the point, did injuries stop this argument from being a fair argument? If Ronaldo wasn't injured, would this be a straight Ronaldo answer? But because he has been injured, does that put him on a different level to Henri? Text us on 4215, or do. I have a feeling this discussion is going to go on in the fourth segment. And I'm still getting those messages in, so I want to hear all about it from you guys. Who is your ideal striker? Who would you base your team around? Is it Brazilian Ronaldo or is it Thierry Henry? I've spoken to you about their personalities. I've spoken to you about what they've won. Now it's in your hands. Let me know on the Instagram live at Omar Duri or Pulse95 Radio. Who would you pick? We'll be back straight after the break. Here's Salamu Alaikum by Real SQ. Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! One. It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I am your host. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live, keeping those waves busy. Shout out to Ali Mack, Mo, Ala, Murad, Isa. Tarek, Dino, Sheikha, everyone who's going crazy over this debate. And I have to say, I threw in at the right time because I asked in the beginning of the show, who would you rather have in your team? I described the personalities for you. I described what defies them. Who would you rather have in your team if you were a coach? Who would you rather have in your team if you were a player? And who is the greatest striker between the two? Thierry Henry versus R9 Brazilian Ronaldo. Now that was in the, in, the, in the second segment. And I'm going to throw that back because I still got opinions from Allah and from everyone else telling me Ronaldo Henry, Ronaldo Henry. Hold that thought and keep those coming in because there's plenty to talk about. What I will talk about is we've been talking about the return to football. The German league started, Portuguese, and now we've got the Spanish. And I have to say... You know, I was speaking to my wife about this the other day and I was trying to fill her in on watching Sevilla versus Real Betis was very, very surreal. 
because we've watched the German League and a lot of us have to admit that to some extent we haven't quite been that excited because we thought the intensity, it's going to take time to get into the rhythm and the routine. Now, the good thing about the Germans starting everything off in the world of football is people are starting to emulate the model of how to get back health and safety wise from social distancing to be able to train through phase one and phase two, which is contact, eventually getting a few you know, behind the scenes friendlies and then going on to the stage where people can train together and mix finally. So with La Liga, when that came back, it was quite a, light, a late kickoff. And I have to say, I was getting a bit sleepy. So my eyes were playing tricks on me. I look at the screen and um, I think the level of the game is quite late. I see players like uh, Barta, for, who used to play for Dortmund. I see Nabil Fakir, who was an upcoming prospect who played for uh, France and was supposed to go to Liverpool, actually, and then ended up going to Real Betis. And I saw um, uh, Jesus Navas as well. Again, if some of you remember him, the Man City winger who's playing in this game. So I thought, OK, this could be a good game. Let's watch it. It's also a derby. And you know how I feel about derbies. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's watch this game. Uh, and I, I watched I started to watch it. And I must say the intensity was really, really good. So the level of the game was much higher than watching, you know, the German league, which I thought Real Betis, Sevilla, that could be a tricky one. I might want to sleep after halftime. Anyway, I watched the, I watched the start watching the game and then all of a sudden I look over and I start to hear noises from the screen. And I'm thinking there's no fans because they're not allowed to have fans in there. So I've watched the screen. I've looked over twice and they've got virtual fans in the actual stadium for Sevilla Rabatis. And I thought, that can't be right. I know it's late. I know I had a, a decent dinner, but my eyes are playing tricks on me here for a second. So I looked over and I saw there was fans in the stadium and I thought, that's not allowed. <laughs> we, we can't be watching fans in the stadium. I looked again and one of the players had gone to take a corner. As soon as the camera shifted to the player, by the ground level on the pitch side, there was no fans in the stadium. And I thought, Omar, whatever you had for dinner, <laughs> you need to stay away from that because it's playing tricks on your head. Then I realized that what La Liga have done is they've introduced the virtual fans in the stadium to create an experience. That was one thing. Then I heard the corner come in, someone header it and it went over the bar. It wasn't a goal. And I just heard the fans go. Whoo. So I'm like, what? So now they have sounds generated from the chances and opportunities that people are watching from this side. I'm thinking, all right, so they're trying to add an experience to this game and my eyes weren't playing tricks on me. The German league was okay, but the tempo in the Spanish league seemed to pick it up a level. Also, they've had more time. So bearing that in mind, we were speaking about the teams coming back slowly. The Spanish league and that continues to go as we watch Real and Barca today and tomorrow uh, playing in La Liga. Now we're starting to get a feel of football. That even makes me more excited for the Premier League. I can't wait for the Premier League and we'll have a special Premier League show by the way for you guys um, you know on that uh, very very interesting uh, coming up to that because City play Arsenal Wednesday now if you're just tuning in and wondering what is Omar talking about the topic of the day and this came from an inspiration from my cousin actually who was talking to me about this is R9 Brazilian Ronaldo versus Thierry Henry in the first segment I spoke about their personalities who would you call the better striker one. Two, if you were coaching, who would you build your team around? Three, if you were a teammate, who would you rather play with? We spoke about Henri being a very intense character, almost like a Michael Jordan personality who would continue to elevate his players 
and to get the best out of him he'd poke them and he'd try and raise their levels we spoke about Ronaldo's friendly personality and how he kind of takes things more lighter so there's so many different kind of facets to that part and also does the Ballon d'Or say exactly what a player is regarded on the world scene or is that something that we have built up over a period of time and said if he hasn't won a Ballon d'Or it's not justified Thierry Henry has not won a Ballon d'Or however he did finish runners-up to Pavel Nedved um, in the Ballon d'Or scene and that was it's unbelievable to think that Thierry has never won a Ballon d'Or I can't believe that in 2003, Pavel Nedved won and Henri finished second. However, Ronaldo has won too. We talk about World Cups. We talk about Champions League. Does this justify that? On the next segment, we're going to get all your opinions and hear who you would rather in your team on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse95. Oh, he this is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show and it's almost full time. And what a show it's been today. We spoke about the first UAE fighter who's going to be fighting in the UFC. We spoke about the experience of... Uh, the La Liga coming back with virtual fans which made me like question myself <laughs> and see if I was I was seeing things it's quite late if you do watch it from the UAE and especially in, like here on this part of the world football is a, a lot later than Europe so we have to stay up till midnight to watch that I saw that I saw the virtual noises as well the audio of the fake fans cheering every, every time there was a chance and on the third segment on the third part of the show which is still going on on the Instagram live, we still got people messaging in. The debate continues. And it's safe to say it's Ronaldo, uh, R9 Brazil, versus Thierry Henry, 14. Um, classic, classic debate. Shout out to Yassine for, uh, let's say, you know, picking the fire when it came to this one. Because that got me really, really thinking of what's going on and how we can compare them. A lot of people are making comments. And let's, let's actually tell you what they've been saying. Um, we've got... Uh, Asa, Arsenal were full of legends. What do you mean Henri carried them? It's a good point, and that coming from a Tottenham fan is a bigger point. Yassine says politics, relationships, and other factors determine the Ballon d'Or winner, not the trophies nor the effort. Very solid point. Uh, Hamad says final point Ronaldo is the best striker on earth. Enough that Zidane said that. Again, when Zidane does talk, we do listen. Uh, we've got um, Messi never ever won a Copa America Ribéry won it all and never got a Ballon d'Or Henri all the way from Yassine I love your show I love you too cuz um, Hamad I choose Ronaldo for all the scenarios Ali Mack um, also threw in his say which was let's see he says I have to say I would say Ronaldo is better but I prefer to play next to Henri he'd make me better very very good point we've also got Hala from Saudi saying Ronaldo needs more space in my opinion so Henri would be better with more players R9 better with less attacking players that is so now we're now we're diving deep into the formation uh, Henri said Ronaldo was better 
Okay, okay. Again, I'm, I'm loving the point. And as I'm going to tell you now why I actually raised this point is because um, we've had um, so many incredible players at different times and different periods of the game. Um, there is no wrong or right. In terms of small attributes, you look at the personalities and Henri was a bit more intense. So if you were a teammate, you may not have been able to cope with him for more than a couple of seasons and he was there for longer. Ronaldo moved a lot and he moved a lot maybe because energy was something that South Americans especially like to be around when it comes down to spirituality, when it comes down to feeling, when it comes down to vibe. They both won major competitions. They both played for huge clubs. They both uh, played in La Liga, but not both of them played in the Premier League, which was another thing. The timing was slightly different. Ronaldo had reached his peak pre-Henri. And so when they met each other in the classic uh, Real Madrid versus Arsenal, when Henri actually scored the winning goal in 1-0 in the Champions League, Ronaldo wasn't quite at his greatest. But if you, you can't really say in terms of what Ronaldo has achieved with the injuries bearing all that in mind, was phenomenal and that's why he was called phenomenal you know um, it, it comes down to personal opinion but the reason why this show was so good today was because we had so many different opinions from different people who love the game who um, you know people who who understand the game who study the game who who watch these players and something I speak I spoke to a friend earlier Mufid who's a big Chelsea fan he said listen I'm a I'm a Chelsea fan and I thought Drogba was incredible. He didn't even mention Ronaldo at that point. Uh, but he's like, but for me, Henri all the way. I was like, okay, Henri over Drogba. But then I said, what about R9? He said, nah, Ronaldo all the way. When it came down to the world stage, he was just different class. This is, this is the thing. When you start to, to pinpoint certain things, when you remove them and put them in a different experience or a different element, who would be better to coach? Who would be lighter to coach? How much can you coach these players? How much can you tell them or reinvent their game? Arsene Wenger reinvented Thierry Henry's game when he came from Juventus and only scored three goals a season. The Brazilian Ronaldo, I don't think you'd have to reinvent much of his game because he is naturally, you know, a striker. Um, you wouldn't have to uh, put him in a different system. You just let him do his thing as a number nine. So there's so many factors here that bring it to play. Who would I pick? It's a hard one, guys. I'm going to say, like, R9 for me. <laughs> Some of you might be surprised because I'm an Arsenal fan. R9 for me was just unreal. Even when they said he was too big, if he had weight issues, the way that he managed to manipulate the ball from close proximity to those defenders, bearing in mind playing in the, in the Italian league at a time where Italy was ruthless you had some of the best defenders there you had your nestas your maldinis that was something that helped ronaldo manage his ability to get past players with ease thierry Henry, in terms of speed was definitely a lot more um explosive when it came down to 100 to 200 meters you couldn't catch him there was a famous clip when Henri ran on the outside of the pitch against Liverpool sorry Liverpool fans <laughs> you know there's so many different things there that, sit, that tells us that Henri was incredible could Ronaldo do that in the Premier League if so which team see now we're going into another show altogether, and that's why I love this um, I love this you know this show I'm getting called all sorts of names by Murad <laughs> I'm still an Arsenal fan I'm just saying that who would I have rather coached um, I probably would rather coach Thierry Henry, who would I have rather played alongside? 
I'd rather play alongside Ronaldo. Um, who would I build my team around? That's a good question. Uh, R14, let's mix them together. <laughs> let's put all of them together. There's so many different things. Guys, we have reached full time on the halftime show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And again, shout out to everyone who's tuning in from London, US, UAE, Saudi, Egypt. Um, there's so many factors here, guys, that we've, we've made, you guys have made this an incredible show. Remember to catch me every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, three to four, um, on the halftime show on Pulse 95. It's been incredible. It's full time. You can also catch the podcast if you've just tuned in or missed the show. Catch the podcast, catch us on Instagram, and I will see you on Monday. Have an incredible day. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3 p.m.